Welcome to Kingdom Women on Fire. I am Shayola Little, mother, servant, CEO, and podcast host. I have mastered defeating the enemy, breaking generational curses and sickness of infirmities by the spirit of Jesus Christ, who is the greatest teacher and stronghold over my life. I will be discussing how to overcome life obstacles, growing in divine revelation, and so much more. I will not be putting limits on God and how he choose to speak through me. I have cultivated a lifestyle of consecration to where I am no longer being bowed by the sins of this world. You will be able to surrender and be the light before men so that our Father in heaven will be glorified. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome. The name of this episode is, This is My Story. This is who I am. You don't have to be afraid. So many of you probably think, okay, who is Shayola? Like, how did she even get to this point? And first of all, I know she ain't always been like this. Like, how did she get here? I'm glad you asked. My question to you is, are you ready to know who Shayola is and what Shayola have went through in life and how did she come out on the other side? <laughs> and so before I dive into this, I just want to just spread some nuggets here. And I just want to let you know that it's so imperative to not be afraid of what you're going through. God is still writing your story. If you don't know what to do, just know that he's still writing your story. And if you're like me with a testimony already ready, then now you have to ask yourself, have I told anyone? Have I spread it the good news of what God has did for me or where God have brought me from? Have I? And so the Bible says in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So why do you think God chooses who will go through what in life? Why do you think God chooses who will go through what in life? (laughs) It's because he already have people assigned to us. So that we're able to go through something, get through something, and be able to help the next. The key point of what I just said is not go through something, but get through it, right? And to be able to help the next person do the exact same thing. This is why God give us the life that we have been given. These are the cards that we have been dealt with, right? As people would like to say. And so you have to be willing to get through the situation and not remain in it, not remain stuck, not remain stagnant. You have to push through where you are. Can I tell you that God has promised you a promised land? He has promised you destiny on the other side of where you are right now. But you just have to push through this obstacle. You have to push. 
And there may be another obstacle after you get finished with this one. Because life, he didn't say that life would be easy. But he did promise that his joke would be easy. And so I just wanted to get into who I am. Um, How did I start in life? And so I just wanted to let you all know that growing up as a child, you know, I was always a peculiar child, right? I was always different still until this very day, (laughs) until this very moment. I am the most different child that my mom have. (laughs) She can attest to that. You know, Um, we talked about this the other day, but growing up, um, I've just been peculiar. And I've been set apart, set aside. You know, I never knew why my life went the way it did when I was a child. But, you know, I've been bullied by my own family, you know, picked on with, you know, my voice, the way that I talk, you know, how I acted. People like to call me a white girl, right? Or they like to say I have like a white girl personality. So I got picked on a lot from my family. Um, with this a lot of torture, <laughs> but um, for the most part, the best thing that my mom did for me, I would say, was she introduced me and my sister into the church. And so, um, when we was young, around eight or nine years old, we went to church. We went to summer camp. That was like the best thing I'm telling you that my mom could have ever did for my life, right? And so um, where it took a turn is when, you know, she started going to work and she started leaving me home, you know, with the other family. And so, you know, one night that led to a lot of nights, I was beginning to be touched, you know, by one of my family members. And so for the sake of me, it happened for so long, you know, I never did tell anyone about this for years and years and years. And so I kept that in a lot, you know. And so over the course of the years of growing up, I became a problematic child to my mom. You know, she never understood, you know, I'm trying to buy Shay this, I'm trying to do this for Shay, but she just keep acting out. She just eats keep acting crazy towards me. You know, this has been my mom demeanor. And, you know, I look back and I just feel so bad for how I treated her because, man, I gave her a run for her money and everybody else's money. I'm just going to put it like that, okay? Because I was that child, okay? And so I was just really acting out and I didn't let her know. I mean, I didn't even know. If you want to be real, if we can all be real here, I didn't even know what I was doing. You know, when a child go through something that they don't understand, they don't know what's really going on because I was a child. You know, I was being touched by someone who I love dearly, someone who I stayed with, you know, someone who, you know, I was grown to know that, hey, this is your family. And so I trusted this person. And so... I didn't know if this was something normal that they do in the family, but I knew it was it was new and it was being done to me, right? And so growing up, I I buried that deep down inside of me, and you know it did something to me without me even realizing it. 
And so um, over the course, let's see, over the course of the months after that, um, my dad, he was staying with us, you know, um, he was staying with us a good little bit. And so he eventually branched off and he left for work. And so he got married. He left my mom. He got married and he ended up moving away out of state. You know, my dad never was the one that was settled for a low paying job. So dad is a hardworking man. So dad um, always traveled state to state, out of state, getting the good paying jobs. Construction, welder, that's what he do. Okay, still to this day, that's what he do. But he's a married man now. And so um, when I went through this stuff with my family member, and mind you, I was daddy's little girl, okay? And so when my dad left that house from with me, he was like my protection. He was like, you know, if anybody hit Shay, it's like, okay, who hit my daughter? Because I'm coming for your head, okay? That's the type of thing that me and my dad had going on. And when he left, you might as well just say a lot of me just got confused, bombarded. It was like, daddy, why did you leave me here with these people? <laughs> okay, why did you leave me here? I can I can laugh at it now because, man, when I was younger, I just been through a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, like a lot of rejection and a lot of um, feeling abandoned, right? by my own parents, by my own family. That's how I felt for years and years growing up and not even knowing it, but being aware of it now, right? And so throughout um, growing up in high school, you know, I turned towards school to be my escape goat because at home, you know, sometimes strangers can treat you like family more than your own family can. And I can say that we're working on this now, but then I can say that, you know, the outside world was my heart. The outside world, they knew me and got up. They accepted me more than my own family. Let's just say that. And so coming into my high school years, you know, I started having sex. I started having sex and I liked it. I liked it to the point where I had lots of it, right? And so um, I remember sleeping with this man, right, unprotected. And I ended up contracting herpes, right? And in high school, in high school, I contracted the herpes virus. And so if you know anyone who have had herpes or who have herpes right now, listen, I can vouch for when I did have it. I can vouch and tell you, like, when you first contract herpes, it is like the worst thing in life. Like, seriously, I remember being at the hospital when my mom took me because we just didn't know what was going on with me. I had sores between my legs. You know, I was just like we went to the um doctor and the um the doctor we went to the hospital, I'm sorry, y'all, and the doctor told my mom, and she was like, no, she told me, she, that baby told me, she said, you might as well thank that man for the rest of your life for what he just gave you, and I was like, man, that was like, that was the most blunt, hurtful thing 
a doctor can even, you know, ever tell a patient. Like, it was just so crazy how she said that to me. And so immediately at that moment, y'all, I thought my life was over. If I can just be real with you, I'm I'm in high school. I had plans on going to the military. If you remember me from high school, I was a JROTC junkie, okay? I loved the Army. I wanted to go out to the Navy. I wanted to have a Navy family. That was me, okay? <laughs> that was the life that I had planned for me. And so at that moment, I just knew it was over for me, okay? I knew it was over for me. But it wasn't. Life moved on, you know? I was still a little cute thing in high school. You know, I was still out having sex. I protected myself. But when you know, when you have herpes, you you can't have sex while you're being active. There's a thing called um, having a active, uh, what they call it, episode, right? And so when you have herpes and you have like an active episode, you you're not going to have sex because it hurts. <laughs> and so I can only have sex when I didn't have an episode. And so I protected myself, but I was still having sex, you know, but I protected myself. And, you know, I I had men coming at me from the, the north, the south, the east, the west, you know. In high school, and you know, I had sugar daddies coming galore. They're like throwing their monies at me. It got to the point where I would sleep with men for money. I prostituted myself. Like it was just a whole lot of that, right? So I've been there with the sugar daddy and the prostitution. I've been about that life, right? And so I was smoking because of, you know, my family who they were smoking, you know, peer pressure. I started smoking. I was already drinking. Okay. I was a drinker. Like I was, I was one in school that had my, I had my own, um, I had a job and I had my own house. Then I had got my own car while I was still in high school. So I pretty much had, you know, what I wanted at an early age. Okay. Like my mom gave me, she just gave me that freeway. My mom was just the mom that would just, in other people's eyes, she was just cool. Okay. (laughs) She was just cool. (laughs) So yeah, she wasn't straight at all. But so, um, yes. So up until, let's see, I, I, let's see. Yeah. So Still in high school, I ended up meeting my now children's father. I have two babies. I have Royce and Royale. Um, Royale is four. Royce is two years old. And um, I met their dad while I was still in high school. You know, I fell in love with this man. And I, of course, yes, I did. I know y'all thinking, did she tell him? Yes, I did tell him. And so truth of the matter is, he loved me so much. When he met me, you know, we met each other. We both grew towards each other that we didn't care what, you know, we didn't care. You know, he accepted me for everything because the only flaw at the time I had was the herpes. So he accepted that, right? He accepted that. He respected that. And still to this day, he never caught anything. Thank God. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, So... 
we fell in love. We ended up moving to um, Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, we ended up. So after I graduated, we just got up. We didn't tell nobody. We just packed our stuff and we moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Y'all might as well, y'all gonna have to sit in for a while because I'm looking at these notes going through my life here and it's gonna be a ride, okay? So just get comfortable, grab you some water, uh, grab you a chair, you know, or something. <laughs> if you are on your lunch break or you on your breaks, I mean, extend your time, I don't know, pause it, come back to it later because, yeah, this is TED Talk here, but I just want to um, share who I am and what I've conquered, you know, and um, I just want to throw this out here because I'm not afraid of anything um, that I'm putting out here because I have been graced by God to be able to get through everything that I am telling you all. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because if I didn't overcome it, listen, if I didn't overcome it, I don't think I would be here to speak right now. But glory to God. Um. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory. Okay. So listen, after me and this man who I was just so in love with moved to Jacksonville, Florida, I found out. Um, let me just say this, y'all, because not only was I cute in high school, my body before these kids was a body yada yada. Okay. I had the Megan Stallion body yada yada. Okay. And so I ended up finding out that this man didn't love me like he said he did right? <laughs> That's how it be, right? Y'all ladies, some of them. Okay. So we ain't going to win win with that all men. Okay. Some of them. Okay. So end up finding out that this man was cheating on me. So I ended up moving back home to Georgia. I ended up sleeping with an ex and then he called me from Florida, right? He called me from Florida and he like, come back home. And you know how y'all ladies know how we be. I come back and we make up, right? Come to find out, I come up pregnant, right? And so the first thing I do, because my best friend at the time, she was my best friend. She just texted me out the blue and she confused me because I just knew this baby was my children's father. But she was like, um, you went to your hometown and you slept with da-da-da-da-da. And I just think that this baby, you know, it's his. So she confused me on that. And, you know, I don't know why she did that, but I ended up getting an abortion. And so there are specific details that this is why I'm going into my story, because many of you like you can just tell your testimony and just share to you. So you don't have to go into it. But no, I feel led to go into it because this may this is going to help somebody. This is going to set the next woman free who um could potentially run into a situation like this or who could be going through this, you know? You never know. Um, One thing I found out is going through a situation, you're not the only one. Honey, can I tell you that anything that I'm about to say out of my mouth, I am not the only one? Okay, let's keep going. So I ended up having an abortion. Oh my God. Can I tell y'all how I felt when I had this abortion? Like... I think I felt like God in the beginning when when all them people just um they they just did wrong on earth. They went stun God and God ended up sending the flood, right? And he washed out the whole universe and it repented him. 
Listen, I ended up getting this abortion because I was so in love with this man. I was like, man, I don't want him to leave me. I wanted to just be me and him. And I don't know if this is his baby or not. So I'm just going to call it a quits. And that's exactly what I did. I ended up going to Atlanta. I ended up telling him, his mom, everybody on Facebook. I ended up telling everyone I had a miscarriage. And can I tell y'all, that was one of the most, man, when I say that thing ate me alive, to know, because if you if you already love and you have a good heart and you love people, but to know that you really messed up and to think that you had to choose between your own child, your first, that y'all, that was my first baby. If I kept that baby, I would have three right now. That was my first baby. And I killed that baby. I was just going to call it what it is. I terminated that baby for the love of him. That was like the most stupidest thing that I have ever did. We're just going to call it what it is. That was stupid. It was stupid. You know, I was young and dumb. (laughs) Young and dumb. There, I said it for you. You ain't have to thank it. I said it for you. But see... The reason why I say that is now I just want to throw in a little lecture, a lecture here, because if you're a lady and you're thinking about having an abortion, I just want to go ahead and just share in um, reasons why you should not have an abortion if you're thinking about it. You know, or even if you did, just know that you can always go to God like I did. I felt so bad about this thing. But see, I knew, see, when I told y'all that my mama took me to church when I was younger, that's when I met God. That's when I knew it was a higher power that was here. Okay. I wasn't just somebody who just up and just found out there was a God. No, I always knew it was a God. Just so happened when I got older and got into other stuff, I left away from God. So when I had this abortion, I acknowledged God again. And I was like, God, you know what? I I know you know what I did. You know how this is killing me. You know how this pain is hurting me. Can you please take this thing away from me? Because I don't want to keep going through life with this on my in my mind. I don't want to keep going through life knowing that I have aborted a child. And, you know, this is not a subject that you can just up and tell people because they will judge you. Right. But see, how many people know? Can I tell you, woman of God, can I tell you that God says, if you come to me with a pure heart, if you come to me, right, and you ask me for forgiveness, he says, I will remember your sins no more. Somebody needed to know that. God says, if you come to me, I will remember your sins no more. He says, I'm a just God. He says, I love you no matter what. But he will forgive you. Can I tell you that after I came to God and he forgave me, I stood on that thing because I was not going to be, you know, double minded and say, okay, I ask God for forgiveness, but I'm going to keep thinking about it. No. No, I trust him that he forgave me and me and God sealed it on that day. But let me tell you another thing. 
about abortion. I found out that when you're having an abortion, you're literally making a blood covenant with the devil. I had to find this out. Those, uh, those clinics that have abortions, they're nothing but altars, um, giving your, giving your child up to the devil. That's what there are. And so, and I've also learned when you have an abortion and you do these things and it's like a blood transfer because I learned that demons like to feed off on blood. Okay. This may be a sticky topic to some and some people may be like, okay, you're going a little too far, but it is what it is. Okay. I don't want to be on this broadcast and this podcast broadcast, whichever one you prefer. I don't want to be up here and sugarcoat anything because we don't live in a sugarcoated world. There are people out there that literally needs help and I'm going to be one of the women who say that I have went through this. I have gotten through this. Now I can send the letter back down to you woman of God. You're struggling? No. Let me help you. Because see when God put me here on this earth he put me here for you. So here I am sharing my testimony so you can know what's really real. And so when I learned that, you know, it, it was just like in the Bible, um, in the in the earlier days in the Bible where um people turned to these foreign gods and they used to they used to give their baby women used to give their babies up to this statue called Moloch. And it was like a burning hand, you know, something like that. And they would sacrifice their children to this statue, right, to gain fortune and to gain money. It was weird but that's what they did and so when you have an abortion you're literally opening up a portal to the demonic realm to the spiritual realm to the unseen realm and that's what I had to learn so when you repent with God you also have to go back and close that portal with the enemy right so it's not something that you have to close a portal pray and you know but keep doing it again and again and again no, because see, at when you sin, you can build an altar on the altar, a portal upon a portal. They can come on top of you know, and it'll start building. You know, I it, when I just said that, it reminded me of this um this story in the Bible when someone was doing deliverance, right? And he was like, "Go!" When someone just got delivered from all of these demons, and he was like, "Go!" But don't you go and sin no more. Because if you go and you send send some more after I cast out this demon out of you and you go out and sin again, seven to ten more will come back more than what you already had. This is why it's important to know what's really going on. Can I be the one to tell you all that everything starts in the, the spiritual before it comes on the physical? It, that's why a lot of fights. A lot of things that we're not able to see with the physical eye is done in the spirit realm. That's why God elevates people to be able to see things and to be able to know things that we don't know. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Everything happens for a reason. So if you're thinking about having an abortion, I just want to throw that out there and just to let you know to keep your baby. That baby is yours. You are that baby's mom and God already said that he have a a plan in life for that baby. He already know that baby by name. 
But just in case if you was like me and you messed up, the only thing you have to do, I promise you, I promise you, the only thing you have to do is say, God, I repent for doing this to this baby. Because see, those kids are not just our kids. How many of you know that these kids are God's kids? He just lending them to us. He are just, he's just lending these kids to us. And so after you repent, you ask him to forgive you for your sins. And he say, I will throw them in a sea of forgetfulness. And he say, you will be more harder on you than I will ever be. That was a word for myself when I heard him say the exact same thing. Because see, I am one that like to perfect things. I'm a perfectionist, okay? I like to do things now in DC and in order. And so, you know, when that happened, I was just, you know, I was just blown away. Okay. I'm going to just say it how it is. I was just blown away with the whole situation. But knowing that God said, I will remember your sins no more. I got justice and I was able to close that chapter, accept what I did, right? Because in life, you have to own up to your responsibilities. I was able to accept what I had did and move on from there. Okay. So after I had had the abortion, um, he eventually, um, he, he proposed to me before I had the abortion, actually. So we got engaged and I just found out that he was still, you know, he was this man. Let me tell you, this man was the type of man that was just online. Okay. Online, uh, cheating online with the cyber thing. Yeah. And it was just a whole ordeal okay just making me feel like I was just not enough um you know our relationship turned into being all on Facebook you know how you be in a relationship with someone on Facebook to go and he he just up one day and just tell me hey you know I don't want to do this Facebook thing no more and you know I had to suck it up you know, I had to suck it up and he he basically just was like, I don't want to just do the, the public thing with you no more. You know, basically, I mean, that's what that's what it meant, because after that day, he just stopped. And and if I could just be real after that day, you know, he stopped doing a lot of sexual things to me. If I could just be real. But see, I never knew the cause behind it. I wasn't thinking that deep. God, if I had the mind I have now, if I had it then, <laughs> man, I just did not catch it, y'all. <laughs> man, I did not catch it. Okay. And so me and him, we didn't have kids at the time. You know, we continued to live. He worked. I was at home. I used to like take nude photos and sell them. Yeah, he used to like let me take those kind of photos and sell them for money. He was the type of guy that just liked money. And so his whole thing was he like he wanted to have sex with other people to get money. And, you know, I loved him so much. I was just like, bro, we don't have to live like that. Like, I love you. You say you love me. Like, why can't we just be? (laughs) And so, you know, I don't know, something inside of him just, that was just like a desire, a deep on 1000 on a hundred billion thousand trillion. That was just something that he wanted to do. So I had to suck that up eventually, you know, if, if, if that's what I wanted. Right. And so eventually, 
Um, so we, we was already smoking, we was already drinking, but he did turn me on to cocaine. This man turned me on to crack cocaine. I was one of the ones that was just, I was, I was going, I was out, I was friendly. I was the life of the party and I was adventurous. Can I tell you that? I was curious, George. Okay. And so when he just up after a couple years of being together, telling me that, hey, this is something that I tried. Do you want to try it? And my crazy behind at the time said, yeah. So I tried it. And so long story short with that, um, let's see here. I found out actually, you know, um, a lot of things happened while we was in Florida. And so I got, I ended up getting pregnant with Royale and we ended up, he said, let's move back to Florida. I mean, Georgia. I did not want to move back to Georgia, but we ended up moving back to Georgia. Okay. And so for the life of me, I just couldn't figure out why he wanted to move back to Georgia because we hate it. We hate it. Um, Georgia. That's why we moved from Georgia to Florida. And so, okay, we get back here. A lot of things happen. We got into our own apartment, but he was like, you know, maybe we should just move in with my foster parents. Okay. And so we moved in another city with his foster parents. And I, I was just like, I'm so confused at this point. Okay. And so I ended up a lot of things took place, okay, between this time that I'm just not going to even get into because I have shared a lot with this man, okay? A lot of y'all probably was like, she's just sharing everything. But no, it's it's important of what I'm telling you all, okay? So I found out, after he introduced me to cocaine, I found out that he liked it men. I found out that he was touching my baby. Let me let me start. Let me go back to when I found out that he liked it, man. God actually showed me. It was a time when he went outside and, you know, I was in the bed and I was just thinking, man, this man ain't came back in here yet. And just to make a long story short, um, you know, God was telling me. And, you know, I was one that used to say something was telling me. Let me just tell you now, sis, when that something tells you something, no, it's God. It's not your inter- intuition. It's not none of that. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit inside of me said, Shay, this man been gone for a long time. Go see where he at. And it, as soon as I got up and as soon as I went outside, not outside, but to that window, I seen where he was kissing the man. And so that started a lot there, okay? But let me tell y'all how deep in love I was with this man. I told this man, after I left and I had my days and weeks apart from him, I came back to this man and I said, I love you. I said, you love men, I would still love you. Can I tell y'all how much I loved it, this man at the time? So a lot of things transpired from there. I ended up finding out that he was touching my little girl, you know, and she was so young. I ended up finding out that she, he was touching her and I never caught him touching her. I just, he started acting weird. You know, he started acting weird when I would leave out of the room, he would call her, he would hiss at her, you know, he would, you know, sometimes he would, I'll leave out the room and I would just hear him whisp- whispering, you know, at her or he'll 
pick her up. And then when I try to hurry up and get back into the room, he'll drop her. You know, stuff like that. And I'm like, bruh, something's going on because I know I'm not crazy. And then it's just the math started mathing when she started acting out. Right? She started touching herself. She just started doing a whole bunch of stuff, you guys. And I was just like, bruh, this game. What what Carrie Hilson said? Oh no, this can't be happening to me. Like, I'm just like, y'all, my life fell. I'm just gonna tell you right now, that that did it for me, okay? That did it for me. I would take her to the hospital and, you know, it never was the thing of him playing with her with his private. It was just him touching her with his hands. And so I went to this prophet just to confirm. I went to a prophet, this woman who heard from God clearly because I didn't. And I prayed with her and she said, me and my grandma is a prophet. And we both, I had to, she said, I had to confirm it with my grandma, but we both seen hands. And that was only confirmation to what the Holy Spirit told me. Because I had sense enough to know that my baby wasn't busted and disgusted in this area. So it had to been that he was just playing with her, right? And so a lot of things transpired from there, okay? I asked him to leave. I asked him to get out, but it was another. Oh, before that, I did. I took her to the um hospital several times. I called the police several times. They didn't find anything, okay, because she wasn't busted or, you know, bleeding or anything like that. Um, so I started a case with was it D DCF or some the children family service? I started that case, right? And so they didn't find anything. They checked her. They 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 had the case open for months, right? And they didn't find anything. So they ended up closing this case. And my baby at the time never got justice. And I'm like, God, you told you told me that this happened to my baby. But when I when I when I bring this to him. Oh, is I didn't do nothing. You tripping and da 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 da. All this, right? Police say nothing happened, and I'm. It's like I'm like God. I go back to another prophet. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm tripping. At this point, I'm like, maybe I'm tripping. Okay, maybe I'm tripping. I go to this other prophet. She says, God says, how many times am I gonna tell you, you know, something that you already know? And I was like, oh, he he done sat me all the way down then. So I'm like, so this thing is an official thing. This thing really did happen to my daughter. You know, besides finding out that he liked it, man, he tried to play it off. This man literally tried to play it off like that cocaine had just had me gone. I was the one. Okay, I'm going to just say this. I was the one when I did drugs, I was aware of what was going on. He was the one that when he did drugs, you guys, okay, we're not going to go into that, but he just had, he made it seem like I was stripping. I was telling my family at the time, no one believed me because they knew who he was on the outskirts. That's another thing. A lot of people don't believe a person who, you know, when you know that you're in this house with them, 
but other people are on the outside looking in. It was one of those type of situations. And I really felt like I was in a world. I No, no, let me rephrase this. I felt like I was, I'm five, six. I felt like I was being thrown into a pool, a 20 feet pool full of water, no lifeguard, not knowing how to swim. And I felt like I was drowning. Can I be honest? I felt like I was drowning. I I try to swim up. I try to reach for help. No one could help me. No one could grab me by the hand. Right? And so at this time, I started abusing cocaine. I started... Uh, let, me, let me tell you something. I had never tried cocaine before I got with this man. What I went through... It bruised me so bad that I I overdid cocaine to the point where this man was a he was a cokehead, okay? He did cocaine. But when I started and I started going through these this stuff with him, I started doing it more than him to the point where he was like, Shay, you need to slow down. But inside of me, I'm like you know, all of this is happening. And mind you, I told him to leave. I did call this man back and I did eventually get pregnant again. For those of you who already done thought that far. Okay. Let me just throw that out there. I did end up getting pregnant again. Okay. I already know. Yep. Go ahead and insert your thoughts. I already know. Okay. <laughs> I already know. But so I was so numb that I was, I was... I was going broke, getting me sets of cocaine. I didn't want to be around my kids at this point, okay? I'm going to just go ahead and say I didn't want to be around nobody. I was in, I was going through um, postpartum depression. I was going through finding out that the man that I loved didn't really love me because he had a secret lover. I was going through the fact that what happened to me when I was a child ended up happening to my daughter while she was a baby, you know. And when I would do the drugs and this man would leave, but he would come back into my life and it would it would have me in a place of I need to protect my child, even though this is her father, even though this is the man who I trusted to have children with. You know, he really did this to the point where at nighttime, I had to lock my door. I had to keep eyes on my baby. Like I could not trust this man, but I still loved him. Do you guys, when they said love will make you do wrong and love is a dangerous thing, it is. Be very careful because man, the things that I have did, I just look back now and I just thank God that he, he kept me. Okay. That man killed me, okay? But back to me being numb, um, I just, you know, I was so numb with this whole situation. And it just took the best of me. You know, I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't want to be around nobody. I wanted to always give my babies away so that I could do this cocaine in private. I didn't want to tell nobody. Um, I started I started getting to the point where I started creating a name for myself. You know, I'm the baby of six kids. Let me say that. And so I my mom, 
I was, I was, okay, I was the youngest one. So it was just me and my mom and me going through school. So a lot of people didn't know who I was. I was the baby. A lot of people knew my brothers and sisters, but they did not know who I was. And so it, it was up until I started doing cocaine, I got out in the streets. Because how many of you know a coke head would stay up all night? And I started staying out all night. I started chasing the bag. I started sleeping with men for drugs. I started just doing a whole bunch of stuff. You guys, that was me. That was the life that I was living then. And I got around other people who did it, right? And it was just the worst thing ever. It was just the worst thing ever. Can I tell you that I was in a dark place? I was a mother. I was an addict with no one to turn to. And then people say, well, you had someone to turn to, but no. Because when you're really going through a life and death situation, when you're really going through something this deep, you don't have no one to turn to. At least that's what people think. <laughs> At this point, I, I knew I was all of this. I had a disease. And I created a name for myself that wasn't even supposed to be me. I created a lifestyle for myself based on the cards that I was dealt with from this man. And so it took a moment for me to realize, you know, I love God, but he didn't leave me. I know a man named Jesus. He said that if I come to him. That he would call me, he would he would get me, he would make me into a new creature, and he would heal me. He said that if I was willing to lose my life for him, that I would gain it. And so it was in that moment that I was like, okay, the game, the game had just done changed. Something in me sparked. Okay. God called me. It was like, okay, Shay. I heard you. I heard your prayers. I heard you crying. I seen your tears. I cried out to God. I told him, I said, Jesus, if you could just help me, I don't want to live anymore. But I got two babies that won't have a mother if I take my life right now. It was the nurturing mother inside of me that just couldn't break their heart. I couldn't kill myself. I couldn't do it. I wanted to. Because see, in high school, I did what I did. I acted the way I did. But I had a future. I had goals for myself. And so up until this point, I just didn't see no life outside of that, that moment. I didn't see it at all. If I could be honest with you, Satan had tricked me to to thinking nobody else will ever want you but this man because he was the only one who accepted you while you had herpes. The the enemy will fill your head with so many lies and we'll be so messed up that we won't have no other choice but to believe him, okay? And so I was thinking I didn't want my kids to grow up. I, I I I didn't want my daughter 
because I had a baby and I had a daughter that was a little older. I didn't want my daughter to just wake up one day and find me dead. I didn't want her to walk inside of a room and see me doing crack cocaine and wondering, mom, what is that that you're doing? Or just trying to wipe things out of my off of my face because when you're co-head, you, you sniff the powder and it's on you. I didn't and then when you go out in public, your your nose be all messed up. Let me just be real, your nose be all stopped up. Your eyes, your pupils be all big, little, I don't know how they call it. You can tell, right? I didn't want that for myself, you guys. <laughs> I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want that for my kids. You guys, if you guys see my kids, Royce and Royale, they are royal. They are the most beautiful. They are the most beautiful kids. They are the most precious things that have ever happened to me. And, you know, although I went through all of this, I just thank God that everything happened the way that it was supposed to. As I'm looking back, it did. Because had I not met this man, had he not did all of this, had I not gone through the prostitution, the rejection, had I not gone through all of this, I would not be sitting here recording this right now. I would be somewhere being an armor brat right now. <laughs> Can I be honest? But so in that moment, I realized that this thing is bigger than me. God, if you take me from this, I promise you, I will serve you for the rest of my life. It will be unto you, Lord. I told him, I said, God, I'm I'm already being dragged through the mud. The only man that I love with my whole heart. And, And if I could be real more than you, God, the only man that I love more than anything besides my kids right now, don't even want me. If I could be honest, he didn't even want my kids. I told God, I said, I don't even care what anyone, including family, have to say. I would do it. If you take me now and you get me off of this dry place and you heal me from this disease, I told God, if you do it for me, I will give, I will give this testimony to the world. I will tell your sons and daughters about the goodness of Jesus. I will do it and I would do it boldly. I would do it boldly in the name of Jesus. Slowly, but surely, slowly, but surely. And I can also say, say that he did it quickly. He did it for me, you guys. He took the taste away. I would go and I would try to drink. It just wouldn't be the same. I would go and I'll buy weed, you know, and I would go and throw it away. That in that moment when I would spend my money on marijuana and end up throwing away What I just paid my money on, I knew God was doing a new thing. I knew God hurt me. I knew that he was making me whole again. I just knew that he was doing something. And so, 
kingdom women, after I prayed and I, I just asked God, I said, can you just send people to help me, God? Because cause who I'm around right now is not going to cut it. I don't have that influence right now. I don't have nobody that's going to take me from A to Z in you. Can you please send me someone? Can I tell you that kingdom women started finding me? Can I tell you that he led me to create a whole new Facebook page where I just started adding complete strangers? He did it for me. I got from around the very people who I was doing drugs with, who I was going out to the club with. And if I can be real, I got from around my family. I did that because that was nothing but a negative influence at the time for me. And I couldn't have that. Because, see, I knew I was raising my future. I knew that I had a daughter that was looking at everything that I did. She was watching everything that I did. And so that's when God was like, Shay, you know you don't want that for her. God forbid if she grew up and I kept going on the path that I did, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. I just would not. And so I I eventually relocated out of state after that point. I got my babies and I ended up moving to Florida back to Florida and it was just me and my two because I actually liked it Florida I I actually liked it Florida and so when I got to Florida by this time God had actually stripped so much from me the only thing I had left in me was a temper right from the abusive relationship I I I I custom I carried in to to how he acted because how many of you know that when your relationship is like a um it's like a reciprocal thing, right? When you're sleeping with someone, it's not just physical, it's it's spiritual. However a person feels the emotions of a person, when that person enters your womb, ladies, your womb is sacred. When that when that person enters your womb, who you're not connected with, who you have not come into covenant with before God and you're you're sinning, whatever that person have on the inside of them will place a deposit inside of you. This is why couples start acting like, okay, this is why um, their life will try to, you know, resemble each other while why. The woman will start acting like the man or while the man will start acting like the woman because there was a spiritual deposit there. And whatever demons that a person have when you lay with them, you're acquiring their demons. You are acquiring everything that person have in his DNA, in his seeds, you in his in his self. He is being released into you. So just think about that, ladies. Just think about that. And so when I moved to Florida, God had ended up stripping everything from me but a temper. I was still drinking alcohol, a little alcohol. I think I had transitioned to wine at this time. I was still cursing and fornicating. Now, I had stopped having sex, okay? But I had met this man in Florida. I had ended up meeting this man. And I thought I was doing great, but nope. I met this man and I found out 
that he was a stalker. You know, he thought so much of me doing things behind his back that it was all just in his head. You know, when he would leave from with me, he just thought that I was cheating. God knows I wasn't. (laughs) And, you know, he thought since it was just me and my kids that he could just have his way with me. So he was one of those men that just thought that, hey, you know, I'm going to do what I want and handle her and her kids how I want to handle them. And so when we was in in public at Chuck E. Cheese one day, he ended up throwing my baby boy into my arms. And, you know, that's when I had asked for my baby. He ended up throwing him to me. And so after that happened, it was just like enough was enough. I've already been through hell and back with my children's father. You think I'm going to sit here and do the exact same thing with you? (laughs) Okay. So after this incident, I did what any smart mom would do. That baby, when he went to work the next morning, I got a U-Haul, y'all, and I left. I left everything that I had. I got my babies and I left and we came back to Georgia, but in a new city. Now, when we came to this new city, we didn't just find a home. So it was um, hotel to hotel. We was thugging it out, me and my babies. If y'all can go back to my Facebook and watch the videos, I was doing my credit repair um, videos in a hotel. <laughs> so that's how you know the journey. I was journaling. I was marking this whole thing down. It was just, it's a blessing. A blessing can come in a disguise because, you know, I was trying to hide the fact that I was going live on Facebook for my credit repair business, not even knowing that God had something great for me. And so this is why we don't supposed to despise small, small um, beginnings, right? And so while we was going hotel to hotel, although I was in a new city, I ended up going back to my hometown. I ended up receiving a prophetic word and God was telling me, don't go back to my hometown. But I ended up going back there because they had a cheaper hotel. <laughs> and just to be honest, I, I just wanted to see some family. And so I stayed down there. But when I was there, he found me. I met this man in Florida, but kind of find out we was from the home, the same hometown. <laughs> and so he he found me. And if you know where I'm from, the small city of America's Georgia, baby, it ain't nothing but like two, three hotels. Like, baby, if listen, he called around to every hotel that baby found me and they told him where I was. He ended up knocking on the door where I was and I did not let him into the room and so at that moment he reached in his pockets and he had a gun to my head and when he did that y'all it was like another part of me shifted and I was just I was just like I was like God I'm done I was like this is it I said There is nothing else more that I can go through in my life. There's nothing else more that I could go through in my life that you could possibly send my way. Right. After that, I eventually God moved me into this beautiful home, this beautiful home that we was able to move into. And although I'm in another home after this because they was ready to sell, but God ended up the last home that I was in was where I was planted. God planted me into a time of consecration. 
He got rid of the cursing that was inside of me, the drinking. I stopped drinking wine because when you grow in God and you get more spiritual in him and you know about spirits, you know about the spirits that's behind a person instead of a instead of looking at people like people are in pursuit of doing you wrong. You have to look at the spirit that's inside of them. And it was up until I had come into the realization of who God was, who I was. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode. <laughs> you guys, this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you know now. This episode that we're talking about now, I had to re-record this because I just started to record this episode, but the enemy do not like what I'm about to say. And so as I was recording, I started to get a lot of backlash. I started to get a lot of calls. Every time I record my episodes, people don't even call me like that. I'm going to just say that. I have my phone in such a way that I, people don't call me like that. Okay? And so I just wanted to go ahead and open up in prayer. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this mighty, mighty, mighty word that is about to be bestowed. Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus over this episode. I plead the blood of Jesus through the Ethernet, um, through the communication levels, Lord God. Father God, I, I plead the blood of Jesus over this line, Lord God. Father God, any communication that Satan is trying to stop with me bestowing this message, Lord God, Father God, I pray that that he be rebuked in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this message that is about to go forth. I thank you, God, for the teaching, the, 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 the knowledge that you're about to bestow on your people to open up their eyes to a greater level of what's really going on in this world, Lord God. So, Father God, I thank you, God, for giving me your spirit. I thank you, God, for you speaking through me, Lord God. I ask that you let my flesh die and let the Holy Spirit arise up in me like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. You guys. So, I'm just going to go forth. I'm not even stunned Satan because, see, he done tried to stop me. I went through just about half of this episode and had to, to, to re-record. But it's all good because God's word will go forth. Okay? I'm not going to glorify him. He's not going to have this time. So, we're going to go ahead and go forth. So, in order to be on fire for God, right, we have to know what is opposing us. 
We have to know that when we're trying to go out, just like when I'm trying to do this episode, we have to know what is trying to come in the way to to prevent things from going forth. What is trying to come in between us to prevent me being great? What is trying to come up against me to succeed and to be on fire for God? When I was in my downtown um, this morning with God, I was laying on the floor and I was just seeking God about what should be the next topic here. And and you know what? I was just seeking God about a lot of things, you know, what he wanted me to know, what he wanted to say to me on today, how he wanted me to do my day. And so he was like, you know, let's let's go here. Let's talk about good and evil. Let's talk about evil and Satan and how this started. Because see, my people don't know the real story. Some of them don't actually pick up their Bible. Some of them don't actually seek me. So this is, I'm going to tell you now, this is going to be one of the many of the series of the episode of this episode, okay? (laughs) I'm so excited because see, I'm like a nerd when it comes to Jesus. (laughs) I'm like a nerd when it comes to the word of God. You know, the place that God has me in, I'm just like, it's all or nothing. It's for God I live, for God I die. It's if we're not talking about God, we literally can't talk. No, I'm just, but I love all things God. And you know, in order to know God and learn about him and to know about him, you have to know about his creations, what he did, you know, what tried to come up in against him and us, his children. So let's start here. So let's talk about Satan and how evil um, entered into the world, right? Now, in Genesis, we learn of how Satan comes in and try to pervert justice. We can refer back to um, in Genesis when when Satan tried to come up against um, Eve. When he tried to say, hey, Eve, even though you said God, because Eve told Satan, she was like, he told us not to eat this apple, you know, or we will surely die. And Satan came up to Eve and he was like, you won't surely die. You know, trying to make it seem like God was lying to her, right? Man, he already coming. I'm telling y'all off the bat, he coming out the Bible off the bat, straight off hand, just, just perverting stuff. He going to tell Eve, you won't die. But in fact, when you do eat this apple, right? You'll be just like God. Y'all, that was a, if that ain't like a man, that was a, not a, let me, let me, God, God is telling me to revert that. If that is not like a corrupted man, Satan was telling her, you'll be just like God. Like what? Did you really just say that? And so we know that our bet Satan came to pervert justice. He came to pervert Eve right then and there. He'll be like, if you eat this apple, don't even worry about what God told you. I'm letting you know that you'll be like God. You'll be powerful. You'll know everything, right? But God said, do not eat of this tree. And so learning more of how God created everything, you'll know that Satan was one of the most beautiful angels that was created y'all the bible talks about how beautiful god made satan right he talks about how his vocal cords was was one of let, name your greatest singer right because in my time i'm only 25 <clears throat> but in my time god god is letting you know hey 
Satan had vocal cords of Adele. He had vocal cords of, of Anthony Hamilton. He had vocal cords of Alicia Keys. He had vocal cords of Aaliyah. He had vocal cords of Beyonce. Right? All of these great singers, all these great, great singers, he had tunes in him galore that would sound the heavenlies of heavenlies, right? He was beautiful. His vocal cords was great. He was, he was, he was dripped out, right? Right? He was dripped out in diamonds. He had the fences of the fences, rubies, right? And then he became prideful. He wanted to be just like God. He literally said in Isaiah 14, I will make myself like the most high God. <laughs> so Satan wanted to compete with God. He wanted to outdo God. He wanted to excel over God. He he wasn't just saying, oh yeah, I'll take God characteristics and be, you know, godly, just like the father is. No, he said, no, I want to outdo God. He says, I'm powerful. I want to be like the most high God. And so Satan got into a place where he wanted to be praised, right? I can go ahead and I can tell you that he, we, we as people, Satan, no one was made to be worshiped, right? We was made to worship only God, right? And so this is where sin began to enter into Satan's head. It began to fill him, right? And so this sin was called pride. How many of you know that when Jesus was here in flesh and he was fasting and he was on a mountain hilltop fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, Satan came to tempt Jesus? Uh-huh. Yeah. And y'all think that he ain't coming to tempt us. He came to, to, to tempt Jesus in flesh, y'all. <laughs> and and he told Jesus, he said, if you if you praise me, if you worship me, if you turn from the most high God and follow me, look at this whole world, Jesus. He said, you're looking at it. You're standing here. He said, I'll give you everything that you see if you turn towards me. Right. And, and, and Jesus in that moment began to immediately, immediately cast him down, immediately cast down those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Jesus said, get thee hence, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. The good Lord rebukes thee, Satan, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So his self-ambition, Satan's self-ambition disgusted God. This is how Satan was kicked out of heaven and unto earth with the third of the angels that wanted to follow Satan. Because see, when Satan was kicked out of heaven, you know, it wasn't just Satan. God created a numerous, out numerous of angels that we can even fathom. There's so many angels. And when, when Satan decided to turn on God because he wanted to be like God, those other angels followed Satan, right? And they all turned on God. Only a third of heaven um, turned on God in the beginning. Now, so... This leads up to my question. My question is to you. 
how can a product outfunction the manufacturer? So this is just like asking you, right? This is asking you. If I go and I make a robot, how dare this robot think that it can outdo what I have intended it to make it do? Now, I know some of you are thinking there has been instances, Shay, where a person will make a thing and it do the completely opposite of what they intended to make it for, which I have seen, you know, I have seen those instances, but this is not that instance that I'm talking about right? We're talking about God, the all-knowing, the omnipotent God, the one who created everything. This is the God that we're talking about. This is the manufacturer that we are talking about. This is one that when he created everything, he said, I have deemed it perfect. I have created it whole. And before he rested, he said, it is very good. So this was a manufacturer that 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 made a product and that product thought that he can out function the manufacturer i'm just gonna go ahead and let you know that he couldn't he can't he never will we never will we cannot outsmart god he made us he 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 put limits on us to where what we can do what our life will entail he knows us more than we knows ourselves. The Bible says that he knows every strand of hair that is on our head. And y'all, I think about because I try to count my dreadlocks. A lot of y'all see that I have dreadlocks. I try to count my dreads. And you know, within those dreads, there are different strands of hair that make up one dread. I don't know how many, <laughs> I don't know how many strands of hair I have on my head, y'all. So this lets you know how much God knows about us. He knows too much. He knows things about us that we don't even know, right? Now, so God designed us. God designed angels in such a way where we are gifted, but not more powerful than him. And the Bible says in Romans 11 and 29, it says that God gives us gifts and the calling, which both are without repentance. So Satan had the free will. He was still powerful. But see, this is where the witches, the warlocks, the demons, the principality, the evil spirits gets their power from. This is where when you see a person that is doing tarot card readers and they say, oh, the ancestors this and oh, they talk to us, which is a lie. Right? Because once you're, how many of you know that when your family member die, that is it. That is it. It's no more seeking them. It's no more consulting the dead. We've seen in several times where people consulted the dead in the Bible and they died. This was corruption. God says, do not do it. And so this power, right? The power that Satan had, God gave him that power without repentance, And so this is the same power that fortune tellers use. And they say, oh, well, you know, this is, they'll flip the cards because, you know, I told y'all in my, in my story that I used to, I used to consult mediums. I used to consult spiritists. I used to consult the dead to see, you know, what would, what would come of my future. Right. And they would try to pull those cards. They'll try to do them right. And they'll just start popping out. How many of you know that? But that's nothing but those familiar spirits 
giving them information, right? Monitoring spirits that monitor your life, that give them what they think will come of you because nobody knows the future except for God. So let's continue. So this lets us know right off hand that Satan is not for anything good in this world. He is against, he is anti-everything that's good, okay? He's actually against everything that God have created and deemed great. He wants to recreate what God deemed faithful. And just by making life and people become evil and corrupt just like him. So can you imagine a person, let, let's just say, can you imagine a person, um, that that had everything that that was on a road that was doing good but they all of a sudden get kicked out of good with God right can you imagine how satan may feel right now right can you imagine how he wants to torment other people and get other people to turn towards him and not on the path that he was on right can you only imagine that he is the spirit of perversion when he see a person doing good, when he see you trying to do this, 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 and that for God, when he see that you're a child of God, he will try to throw things, places, people, uh, ideas in front of you that will deter you, right? So now when we talk about some of the angels departing from God with Satan and was rebellious, the Bible talks about in Genesis 6, um, chapter 4 and 5, he talks about how some of the sons of God had sex with women. They they entered into women. They bare children with them, which now became mighty men of renown. <laughs> they were violent. Um, they became, they came up to be huge giants and the Bible talks about the Nephilims, right? They were part human. They were part God and they were filled with wisdom, right? And the truth of the matter is some people started honoring these things. They started, they were, they were spiritual rebels. Um, these Nephilims, they did only, the only thing that they did was spread evil and violence across the world. And so when, when Satan got kicked out, he got kicked out of the heavens, right? Into the lower heaven. He got kicked out into the earth, right? And th this is why the God talks about, this is why the Bible talks about Satan is the God. He is the prince of the air, right? Now, I just wanted to insert this clip, right, of knowledge that there are three heavens. There are three heavens. So the first heaven that we see is when you can go outside and you can look up at the sky, you will see this is called the first heaven. We can see it. What we can't see is the second heaven. We can't see um, where the demons reside, where the principalities are. We can't see that heaven. And the third, the, the, the second heaven was where Satan got kicked down to. This is where he rules and reigns, right? And so the third heaven is the kingdom of God. That's where Satan cannot come. He cannot come there. He cannot come there. This is where God's throne is. This is where his throne is. And so Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, he said, I know a man in Christ 
who 14 years ago was called up to the third heaven. So this lets you know right there that there are more heavens than just one. Do your research, you guys. Do your research. Now, and I said all that to say, so one of the kings, one of the mighty men, one of the giants, right? One of them um, was a king in the Bible named Nimrod. He was an evil spiritist who went on to build the city of Babylon. How many of you remember that story? And so I, I've, I've learned that um, Nimrod, Nimrod, I'm sorry, in Hebrew is called rebel, right? How? Huh. Names, names are more deeper than we think, you guys, especially when we read the Bible and we see that God will give or he will tell a parent to give a child a certain name is because that child will be a certain, he will, he will, he will provide the world a certain um, expertise of who he are, right? And so names are so specific. They are so kingdom. They are so, they're just so renowned, Right? So how many of you remember in Genesis 4 when the people in Babylon said, they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches the heavens, that reaches the heaven, right? This lets us know that they was trying, um, they was trying to go all the way up all the way up to the heavens where God was, but God seen what they was trying to do. So he confused the people that was building, that was building this tower. He confused their language so they could not even understand their self. So it was destroyed. The tower was destroyed and they was confused. They couldn't even understand one another. So they couldn't say, oh, Jane Doe, go and get that brick and we're going to put it here. We're going to do this next. That was like, huh? They couldn't understand each other. Right? (laughs) And so... This is also how the Bible talks about this was also how different languages got scattered across the world as God scattered those people. So this story also shows when the enemy meant something for bad, God will come and turn it out for good. Now, this was when God handed over the nations to worship the rebellious, the host of heavens, the renowned. Remember, we have a free will, you guys. This is this is when um, the sons of God, they started worshiping um, the God of money, the God of sex, um, military power, right? There were also at this point, no, so at this point, there was also called demons, spiritual beings. Um, principalities they was behind corrupt thoughts in today's society they they animated they exploited people's greed their well thinking they perverted justice and so this is when God said if his word in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 it says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
So you would think that one person is doing wrong to you, but God is saying, no daughter, think a little deeper because see, we may think things are spiritual, but no, they, no, we would think things are physical. Thank you, God. But they are more spiritual than you know. You would think that you're seeing a person in a physical form that's 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 cursing, that's yelling, that's and always enraged, that's always trying to to deter someone, manipulate someone, but not knowing that they're in the spirit. If you just open your eyes and look in the spirit. There is a demon. There is something that's hovering over that person in particular to make them have thoughts, to 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 deteriorate them, right? To to just make them act out in such a hasty way. And so many of you, many of you may think, so why does God allow Satan to live? Why does God allow, you know, evil to even just be here up on the earth to, to be here with us? And I know a lot of you may think that, you know, since he say, you know, cause I know some of y'all is since he say he's all knowing since he say he's all powerful. Why don't God just get rid of him? This is where you and I come into play. This is where we come into play. This is where God says we have to overcome. We have to know first what is evil. How did it enter this world? Who is up against us? Who is trying to deter us? We have to know. We have to know how to overcome evil at any and all costs. And how do we know that? How do we overcome evil is to know what is evil is to know what is good, right? Because we won't know that cursing is not bad and evil if we don't even know that God does not like it. When he says that he wants our mouth to be to be clean, when he says, when you speak out of your mouth, let it be so where you can uplift and not tear down. Where he says your words are powerful, right? And whatever you speak out of it, whatever you speak for me, because your body is not your own. He says, whatever you speak out of your mouth, it will, it will, it should please others, right? It should lead them back to Christ, right? Because not only curse words can curse yourself, but it can curse other people. We have to learn what's evil, right? And so God has permitted Satan to be here still because of free will that he has given us, right? (laughs) So now Satan is still on the authority of God and he is still restricted. God didn't just kick him out of heaven and say, hey, go and do your thing. No, he said, go and do your thing. He said, but there are certain things that you can do. There are certain things that you cannot do. And Satan is restricted. And so we can refer what I just said back to the book of Job, chapter two, verse four. When God allowed, allowed, when God said, hey, Satan, you know, you can go ahead and cause chaos to Job's life, life. But he gave specific and clear directions. He said, you can allow this, 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 and this to happen. You can allow the wind to to blow on a building and let his children die. 
You can allow his cattle to die. You can allow all of these things to die, right? But you cannot touch his life. Do not kill him, right? God had a hedge of protection over Job's life, but that hedge was taken off to allow Satan to come in. Because see, at this point, how many of you know and I'm, I'm still reading up on this. How many of you know that just like we have a physical courthouse, we have a physical court. We also have a spiritual court. Satan came to God in a courtroom. He brought you up. Uh-huh. Just like he brought um, Job up. He said, you know, God, um, Job only worships you. He only is all good to you, right? He only acts like this towards you because you have given him everything. You have placed a hedge of protection around this man's life. And so this one, God was like, hmm, you think so, Satan? He, he, he said, okay. Since you think that the only reason why Job is serving me is because of what I have given him, is because of everything that he has, let me show you. Let me prove to you, right? So he took the hedge protection off around him and he allowed to Satan to do what he do, right? To come and destroy, to come and kill the things that he had, right? But he could not touch him. That was the clear and and, and precise instruction that God has given him. So we see right here in the book of Job where God allows the enemy to come in. But he doesn't allow the enemy to do only so much that will deter us from his plans. Because God says that everything is made for appointed time and season. I have a plan for your life. Right? So God knows when we choose to not obey him. He knows when we choose to obey him and choose to live into sin and like have a party with all these temptations. Because God says when when temptation presents itself, it says in the Bible that God will give us a escape. He says, I will give you a escape route when the Satan comes, when Satan comes up against your mind, I will give you escape on how you cannot live into this sin. But you have people that will say, hmm. You know, and I'll use myself um, when when he would try to come up in my mind and say, oh, today is Friday. You know, when Satan would be like, let's get drunk, let's party, let's do all this and that. And God is saying, no, Shay, because what will come from that? Every time I would get drunk, I would blank out. I would do things that will that I will regret. Half of the times I would wake up the next morning, not even remember what has happened to me. OK, I caught charges like that in the past. Right. I got accused of doing things that a lot of things took place that when I went to go get help from the authorities, they, they still charged me with something I did not do only because I blanked out and I, I, I drunk. I didn't remember what happened. Right. But I tried to go get justice and, and it didn't work out for me. Right. But hallelujah. Thank you, God. God said, revenge is mine. Don't take revenge. That was an insert. <laughs> okay. So. When, when a temptation comes, God says, hey, I'm, I'm giving you a, a way out of temptation. But woe to you who would, who would lead into temptation, who would say, all right, Satan, let's get drunk. All right, let's do this. Right. But no, he's saying, I have an escape route for you if you would just adhere to it. Right. So 
with all of the sin, with all the temptations, with all of these things that's going on into the world, God has given us free will in order to choose if we want to live a life of sin. Or if we want to take the escape route and, and, and let our flesh die and let our life, um, you know, go for him. Right. He's looking for people. He is looking for people. He is looking for a people. And, you know, I had to call on God for a change. Everyone that's listening, um, you're either now encountering or you're about to encounter some type of warfare. And it's all so that God will get recognized. He will get honored. He will be glorified. Everything that we go through in life is for a reason. So God is like, I could, I could literally demolish Satan just like that. You know, without a blink of an eye, I am God. I am the almighty. I can literally do whatever it is that I please to do. Right. It's no bigger for me. But no, he is a part of God's plan in getting our lives together. Now, this is because his mercy, his grace, and his faithfulness will be shown, right? He has to get glorification. We have to acknowledge God in all that we do. And for those of you that don't agree, right, can think of life like, we like think of life if we don't have Satan roaming around. We wouldn't need to call on Jesus. We wouldn't need him. And God, God will not allow us to live life like we do not need him. And so he has constructed everything. Everything was constructed. Even if things got out of will from God's will, he says, I will turn the bad, the evil, the unjust, and I will make it into a way that it will prosper. I will make it into the way that I will be glorified, that I will be seen, that you can come back and you will call on the name of Jesus, he says. We would not have a testimony to give anyone. Right. I would not be listening. I will not be sitting here and you be listening to me right now. If evil, if sin did not come up to pervert my life and I was able to step up into who God have called me to be and to acknowledge evil and to shun away from evil and to turn from my temptations and to follow God, I would not be here. I don't know what part of what you are with God right now. Each and every one of us is at a different part of life in God right now. But he is wanting, I know for certain, he is wanting us to acknowledge what evil is and to turn away from it. I will be doing more episodes on more in depths of Satan and evil. This one was based on evil and how I enter the world and how we're set up because a lot of people don't know why we live this thing called life and why everything is the way it is. But you guys, if you just stay true to who God is and you just learn more about who he is and seek the father, things will be made known to you. He is the one who gives us wisdom. He is the one who gives us divine revelation. And if you're one that's wanting to be on fire for God, you have to recognize what is trying to hinder you.
from being on fire for God. I do thank you for tuning in on today. We will continue to dwell in the Lord. We will continue to praise his name and glorify him. Right? In Jesus' name, I do thank you for listening. You have an amazing and a blessed day. I love you.